Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally Totally relate. Welcome to another episode of I Totally Relate. Hey, guys. We hope you enjoyed our series on relationships with our bodies. It was really fun to have a couple interviews and share different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And we also hope that you guys feel encouraged to kick diet culture to the curb. Sayonara. For reals. (laughs) And get your year started rooted in and growing toward self-love and compassion. Yeah. You know what I like about how that lined up is an invitation instead of working and trying to change your body, maybe an invitation to become more of yourself, come back home. So say see you later to diet culture and say hello to your higher self. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Shelves. Love it. Beautiful. Okay, well, if you are enjoying these conversations and hearing all of our thoughts and feelings, you can get additional content from us over on Patreon. We have a newsletter with messages about our episodes and a few details into our personal lives, access to our journal entries that inspire our episodes, quarterly meet and greets, guided video tutorials for meditation and breath work. And if you are getting something valuable out of these conversations and would like to support us, Patreon is a great way to do so. Yeah, and Patreon is seriously the easiest interface to use. So head over to Patreon, give us a little bit of love, and you get to choose what works best for you. And seriously, a little bit goes a long way. Yes. There will be a link in the show notes, so just Mm. scroll on down, click on that. Click on that, baby, and head on over to I Totally Relate on Patreon. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We are excited to share our next series with you guys. We're starting it off today with a conversation between the two of us. We'll have a couple Mm. interviews to follow, which we're also excited about. And we're going to be talking about leadership. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a really big topic. It encompasses so much. Yeah, it really does. There's a little bit of nervousness around this for sure. Which is interesting because we all have experiences with leaders in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point or another, we've all probably filled the role of leader in one way or another. Oh, absolutely. And so it really does touch all of us. And and I feel like especially in January, you know, like we just were, you know, as a nation, we're transferring power from one person to another. So like where there's all new leadership and... Yeah, leadership. I feel like that is just a heavy word. Yeah. In and of itself. But it's such an important and integral role in our daily life and honestly in our upbringing. Like I feel that my life is shaped because of of leaders, the, the people, my teachers, my friends, my coworkers, my bosses. And those are just traditional roles of leadership, right? Like what sometimes I think that leadership is much more abstract than a simple definition can define it as. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I, those are my sentiments. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I would like, can I share my entry that I wrote? I would love that. So I would love to read this to you guys. It kind of captures a lot of what Shelbs just shared and some of my thoughts and feelings around this. And then let's dissect it. Mm, I love it. And let's talk about 
why you're nervous too. Carissa like, is always so prepared and she has like notebooks on top of notebooks and oh my gosh I really she do they're stacked seriously just is so great so take us away Carissa tell us well set it up like what did you do to get here like did okay. you sit down and like think about it or how did yeah. you get to a point where you started writing about leadership before I was a stay-at-home mom I was paid to be a leader for a large corporation that's right and so I have a lot of experience as a, like, literally like the title of a leader mm-hmm. like at one point I'm leading a big team of 150 people I'm like the top dog in the building wow. everyone's looking to me for like what are we doing today what are our priorities what next mm-hmm. and so I thought that when I was going to sit down and write about leadership I would really draw on my experiences from my career However, when I went to go sit down to write about this, it's been a couple of years. Let's see. My youngest is almost five. So it's been almost five years that I have been out of my career field. And so the way I see leadership is so different. And so as I'm sitting down to write on the topic, the thing that just kept coming up is how much that idea of what a leader is, like how that's changed in the last five years. Mm, interesting. And so, uh, okay, I'll just read it to you Here we guys. go. Okay. I used to think that being a leader meant that you had to earn or be given a title. Now I see that leaders step up at moments whether or not they have others' permission. I used to think that leaders were the ones who knew all the answers, someone that we looked to who could say what to do and when. Now I see leaders, real leaders, are people who ask for help when they need it. They are not pompous or know-it-alls. They are team players, and they lean in to the strengths of others. I used to think that leaders were men in positions of power, and now I see women who are all around me, leading in their communities every day, problem-solving, supporting, encouraging, envisioning, planning, and attaining goals left and right. Mm. I used to think that a leader had to be absolutely sure of themselves. And now I see courage does not equal certainty. Often the right person for the job feels like an imposter. But being honest is real courage, not acting with surety no matter what. I used to think that people were born to be leaders. Either you have it or you don't. Now I see people rise to the occasion or find a new and innovative way to lead. We're all leaders and we're all followers. We can lead in one aspect and follow in another. I used to think that leadership meant being able to tell other people what to do. Now I see leadership means doing the right thing, even if it's the hardest thing, even if it means a bummer outcome for that person. A real leader isn't afraid of, or should I say, shouldn't be scared out of doing the right thing. I used to think that if you follow the rules, you can climb to the top of the ladder and others will allow you a position of power. Now I see leaders are often seen bucking the norms and challenging the status quo. Leaders who lead with truth often change the organizations by challenging the very construct that they dare to lead. I used to think that leaders were above the group. Now I see leaders are not separate, but a part of the group and that they include others in the group. And leaders understand that their success is dependent upon the success of the group as a whole. I used to think that leaders are supposed to tell people what to do. Now I see real leaders listen to others and they find commonalities and they give space and understanding to others. 
I used to think that being a leader was a gift a person had. But now I see that a leader is someone who just utilizes their gifts. We can all be a leader. We all have gifts to contribute to our families and our communities. Oh, I love that. I had no idea Carissa. that's what I was going to write. But I think that's just like the difference from like leading within a corporation and like having like a hierarchical ladder and a specific title to being a mom and like mm-hmm. just moving through my community and trying yeah. to raise little human beings who don't really care <laughs> that I'm the boss because they want to be the boss, you know? And so totally. I think just like the, that time has really opened my eyes to see, wow, people are leading all around me, yeah, but they didn't have a title of that. And yet they're still making a huge impact. I wrote something down as yeah. you were um, reading You said lean into the strengths of others. Mm -hmm. And that really stuck out to me because I think that feels like a little bit abstract. Like I, in my head, a leader was somebody that knew it on their own. And so Mm -hmm. that leaning into the strengths of others of maybe relying on Maybe you don't have the best communication skills, but somebody on your team does. So leaning onto that person's communication strengths or, you know, whatever it might be. I really liked that because I think that in my head, I also felt that leaders knew it all. So they don't um, maybe need anybody. Or like, I'm the boss, so I'll do that. Yeah, like what I say goes. Like, have you ever seen the... Uh, the graphic of the difference between a boss versus a leader and it's like a boss is like sitting behind this desk and he's like yelling at these people to like go faster but then the contrast of a leader is they're climbing up some sort of cliff and the leader is the person at the who's helping each other person over the hardest part of the journey Mm. and I thought that was a good depiction of like boss versus leader And when I was younger, I thought that bosses were leaders. Like if you were in a position of power, it was because you were a true and honest leader. As I've grown up, I think that I've recognized that that's not always the truth. (laughs) I've had to learn that the hard way in in some things. But that that line really stuck out to me, that lean into the strengths of others. I absolutely agree with that. Oh, thanks, Shell. That's crazy. How? Tell me what it was like maybe recognizing the difference of motherhood. Like motherhood had this huge transformation. Why, why do you think that is? So when you're at work and you have a specific title, there's like all of this authority or this weight that comes along with the title. Okay. And so people you know, whether they like you or not, they like respect that title. You know, maybe they also want to climb the ladder. So they're trying to be on your good side or, you know, they just want to keep their paycheck. So they need you to like them Mm -hmm. at home. (laughs) That is like the complete (laughs) opposite. You know, just having little human beings who don't understand why I would say no to something, Mm. you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, you cannot do that. That compromises your safety or you're going to have a tummy ache if you do that later Mm -hmm. trying to lead a little human being who doesn't comprehend or doesn't care for the gravity of a title or you're like I don't I don't need a paycheck (laughs) out of this like I just want to live my life and being able to you can't just tell someone you know at work you can just tell someone like 
you mm. need to do this you know or else you're fired or you're on corrective action or like whatever that right. is and at home it's like you need to do this and they're like no so then you have to really find a way like okay well how do I really inspire this little human being to do the thing that I need them mm. to do in order to get somewhere on time or for them to be healthier for them to learn how to not be an a-hole in society when they grow up like yeah. you have to you can't like just telling somebody what to do doesn't work yeah and so realizing okay, well, I can't just tell you what to do. Then it makes you pull on all these other tools. And at first you don't know how to do it. You're like, wow, I suck. Like, yeah, I'm the worst mom. And then, you know, talking to other moms as we're like picking up our kids from school Mm. and you like hear their techniques or like they say they had a bad day and you're like, okay, I'm not in this alone. Or like, oh, wow, that's a really good idea. Instagram is amazing. Like I follow a ton of moms who talk through like, their techniques or different ideas and and having that community is really helpful but it really does it it draws on a different group of characteristics it's not I have a title I am important I can fire you Mm. it's you don't really care what I have to say so I need to inspire you to like do this thing I love that you just said that because something that I wrote down as I was or like a thought that I was trying you 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 just said the thought to me, I think that a true leader is someone who inspires other, who doesn't demand of someone or try to tell, but through their own character or integrity inspires you to do the thing that they want you to do. So like cleaning your room, not because you were told, but because you were inspired to keep the space cleaned of because this person has taught you that like I think that like that inspiration is super important instead of telling like sometimes like when we just tell without going into depths of why or being vulnerable and open it's kind of like a hard hell no am I going to do that yeah like I'm not going to a natural rebellion Mm -hmm. yeah like if you can't tell me why then I'm not going to do the thing so I love that you maybe emphasize that inspiration like how do I inspire this tiny human to want to be a good human yeah <laughs> like how do you yeah. yeah that like inspiration you just had something you like illuminated the thing so it's not just telling someone what to do which my whole life I thought that's what leaders do yes. leaders tell you what to yes. do And the thing that I've learned now is like, oh, no, a real leader teaches you. A real leader is a teacher. Mm -hmm. You know, they're teaching you the whys behind. They're teaching you, you know, a better way to do things or, yeah, yeah, really changing and shifting like that internal dialogue. And so, yeah, it's not telling you what to do. It's teaching you. Yeah. You just said that was like. Yeah, I, I agree. I, this this was a, a harder topic than I thought it would be yeah. for me to try to cover because I think that leaders are all around us mm-hmm. in all sorts of ways. And in maybe what I was taught growing up was that there was almost this specific role of what a leader was. And it was very masculine, very powerful, very yeah, like sure-footed, like somebody that is sure-footed in a lot of ways, whether that's intelligence or athletic abilities mm-hmm. or it was almost this alpha omega person, yeah. you know. And as I've grown and learned, 
I don't think that that's the only role of leadership. Like I see, I see leadership in quiet whispers. I see it in a, a supportive hug yeah. or crying. Like, yeah. like you know, maybe this state of vulnerability where I was taught that you know a leader is this male figure who is in power who knows all the answers. Like I think of my dad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like that's like I I have this vision of like my dad. But as I thought about it and I'm 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 learning and getting into Brene Brown because of yeah. you, Carissa. Like, oh my gosh. And I, I really love her. Um and I just finished her her book, The The Gift of Imperfections. I like rethought some things. Like yeah. there was like some like reframing of vulnerability or reframing of strength. And so as I was writing down my thoughts on leadership, it was greatly impacted by some of that reframing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of read a few things that I wrote down on like what I feel is most important in leadership. And I think that like a leader is someone that is intuitive, someone that listens to that little voice inside of their head, someone that does the hard thing and never the easy yes. Even if it takes longer or I think that you had mentioned, even if it doesn't benefit them. Yeah. So what does leadership mean to me? It's who you are when no one is looking. It's earnest listening, showing up authentically, kindness. Leadership is acceptance of others, giving others permission to be the best version of themselves and then seeking the best in others. That's a big one for me. I think that that takes a lot of vulnerability to acknowledge strengths in others. Yeah. Always the student, never the expert. I think that a leader is someone who is always learning and expanding and wants constructive criticism, like wants the feedback, offers grace to others. If somebody doesn't show up, I think that that's a big one for me. Uh, A leader is someone that treats children with respect and admiration. A leader is transparent and vulnerable. A leader apologizes, takes accountability, stays humble. I wrote transparency down again, which means that transparency (laughs) is really big to me. I think that that's a really, yeah, like if they're struggling or they don't know the right answer, I think that it's braver to say, I'm in a spot, I don't know what to do, like versus get in line or, you know, like I've got it or something. So yeah, a leader ha- is honest and has integrity, honors themselves. A leader is somebody that says no. A leader is someone that seeks help. A leader is someone that knows when to party. Uh, that's a big <laughs> one for me because everything can't be serious. Like yeah. a leader can't always like you can't always expect yourself. Like if you're striving to be a better leader, you can't always expect yourself to be in this like hardcore mode. You've got to know when you need to call upon those skills and when you need to just let it go. So knows when to party is big for me. Someone who seeks to better themselves or like the path of enlightenment, someone who constantly wants to shed old behaviors and gain new perspectives. A leader is not someone who demands of others, but through example and self-discipline inspires others to rise up. It's kind of what I was talking about earlier with you, where I think that It's mostly about inspiration. So those are like a few big things that I think cover what I believe that the role of a a leadership is. And 
Yeah, I think that this was a little difficult for me because it brought up a lot of my own path. And before we started recording, I was telling Carissa, I said, I think that sometimes roles of leaderships are in ways where you've been let down. It's when somebody didn't show up for you or maybe there was like a parent figure or, you know, some sort of some sort of authority figure to you that didn't show up in the way that like best served you or maybe kind of chopped you at your knees. And those are the hard lessons because they teach you what not to do. It's like, I want to be a different leader. I've had really terrible bosses uh, in my past. And it's hard when you are seeking that growth and somebody can't meet you there um, because there's something within themselves that maybe is blocking that ability of vulnerability or yeah like like that leadership I think that so it was interesting to look on leadership and then have moments where I'm thinking of I'm thinking of my awesome woodshop high school teacher Mr. Davis like badass leader you know it's like he changed my life he was amazing but then you also have these times where you're like oh that boss wasn't great to me or that teacher was awful to me and I think those are also a hard path of learning what leadership is yeah you okay so I like wrote a bunch of notes down from what you said because you're just like you got my mind just going I love it a million miles an hour but first when you're you're talking about leaders who have failed you like you were at a certain place in your life at that time and like they couldn't meet you there or they Mm -hmm. couldn't maybe do you feel like that's because they felt like their their own leadership role was threatened and so it benefited them in the short term that they had power over you versus meeting you where you are Mm. like and I think that that's one of the lessons I've learned like instead of being sure of yourself no matter what being comfortable and sure enough of yourself Mm. that you aren't threatened that people if somebody else does something well it's not taking away from you yeah for me I think that I am pretty outspoken like I'm I'm pretty extroverted I I share my opinion often I mean, I like to hear myself talk, obviously. We have right? a podcast. We can just like talk to each other out loud. <laughs> right. So so I think that I'm a little different because it, it this is going to resonate with some people and it's not going to resonate with others uh, because I have challenged a lot of leadership roles mm-hmm. in my path. And so there are times in my personal, like my own personal experiences that I do feel that There was something within this person that was in a leadership role in my life that failed me because, hmm, how do I want to say this? Like, there was maybe, ooh, this is, like, I felt like in some ways I got squashed. I felt Mm -hmm. like in some ways my knees got chopped um, and I was kind of told to – maybe like sit down and shut up in in some Mm -hmm. ways and um that wasn't helpful to me that wasn't um yeah that that didn't help that didn't aid me in my process of moving forward and I felt that 
yeah, so I think that in some ways it is that chopping at the knees. But then sometimes I think that, yeah, like maybe you trigger something in someone that inhibits that ability of growth or moving. But then that's for me like a sure sign of you got to start this isn't serving you like this situation is no longer serving you so like if you're in a position where you feel that maybe you're being bullied in some sort of way by a teacher by a coach by a boss I think that that is the sign of moving away from that I don't think that it's always like pushing through but I do sometimes think that it's the latter of just that inability of being able to meet you sometimes it's not malicious it doesn't have to have that malicious attachment but I don't know if that answers your question yeah so when whatever the situation was that you experienced where you feel like you had questions and you were willing to like step up and and voice those concerns and then at that time in your life whatever their response was to you you internalized it and it felt like sit down and shut up Mm -hmm. what did that do to you as a person like how did you what message did that translate to your mind like oh I must not know or I'm what I have to give is invaluable like yeah I think that it like for me I think that it's like that societal message of make yourself smaller Mm-hmm. stop talking mm-hmm. for me it's like in those situations I feel like I'm being told to like maybe keep it within my bounds like mm-hmm. stay in your lane stay in your your seat and I think that there's times when that advice is good there are situations where it's like that felt like it was going against who I was it yeah. was going against my inner knowing and so it kind of for me brought resentment in a lot of ways yeah Uh, resenting this person I'm kind of a know-it-all like I kind of like I feel if I if I think that I have an opinion on something and I feel valid in my opinion I'm not gonna let it go easily and and so there have been times where I've like almost tried to fight that like no like we actually have to sit down and have a conversation and and, and that can be hard sometimes, like sitting down with somebody who's a know-it-all. and You know, so I think that it gets a little tricky because I have had situations where, yeah, it feels like it chops me at my knees and then I – it hurts me internally, but I feel like externally I fight harder. Like I – but like mm. internally I maybe – struggling with that why can't you just why can't you just be quiet why can't you just why can't you just you you start questioning yourself yeah on the inside and outside you're pushing harder like no I have something to say which goes back to the mask that I wear of you can't hurt me Mm. so I'm like oh no way (laughs) like but then inside I'm like please why you know um, yeah so yeah it is interesting yeah that actually is really interesting Okay, so you said something else when you were reading. You said uh, a leader is someone who is kind, and I wrote down kindness. I feel like that's something that I 100% agree and and believe that. But when I was younger, I didn't necessarily see Mm. that. Like, I didn't think, like, oh, kind. In my mind, like, nice guys finish last. Right. Oh, yeah. Kind. There isn't room for kindness. Like, Like, we have to get to this goal, or we have to make this money, or we have to win this award or whatever it is like there wasn't room for kindness um however without that kindness like what 
and yeah, I think that leaves a lot of emptiness and then it doesn't really help the next generation. Right. Step, it, it really step into leader roles. Which I agree full heartedly with. It's difficult because I think that that's the difference of like control over growth. Mm. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of situations and I'm thinking in my childhood, like teachers, like people that weren't meant to be teachers, like that probably just wasn't their life path. And it was more of like a control, mm. um, controlling the situation. And nobody wants to be controlled. Nobody wants a micromanager. Nobody wants to constantly feel that their actions are always being questioned. Yeah. Like there needs to be that trust and the the so for me personally, the the best that I have um, given is like to another is when they're kind to me. Like my mm-hmm. my favorite teachers are the ones that were that were nice. They yeah. were the ones that took the time to see you. Who, yeah, didn't try to control you. I think that that's yeah. a big one for me. So kindness kindness really does matter. One of my friends always says. You're never going to regret kindness. And I really like that where kindness really does matter. You know the saying where it's like people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. Yeah. I think that there is a lot of gravity and truth behind that. Yeah. I think that's Maya Angelou, by the way. (gasps) So this week while we've been planning this, Shelby has said a couple of times a quote and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Maya Angelou. And so she just did it again. You oh, don't even man. know. <laughs> I, the universe is telling me to read more Maya Angelou. Yeah. I, I'm not super familiar with her. I mean, I you hear the little yeah. quotes, but I need to read like a book or something. So if you have any recommendations, let me know. Yeah. Um, Ooh, she's good. Yeah. OK. Another um, another thing you said that I was like, oh, that's really interesting. I feel like that challenges like my original idea of what a leader is. You said never the expert. But in my mind growing up, mm. I always thought like the expert, like you are the leader because you are the expert. Oh. And so I feel and and I, I mean, I agree. Obviously, like you got to have like some talent and some skill in order to be in a leadership role. But basically not being the like consuming all the air in the room like you right. ha- there's room for other people to know because it's not taking away from mm-hmm. what you know. It's building something bigger together totally. without being threatened. Absolutely. And honestly, the way that I think of that, too, is you're just growing your own knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's like if I'm an expert and you tell me something, then I don't even hear you and I don't even absorb that because I'm the expert. But if it's like, oh, you just expanded my knowledge on this subject. I think that goes a long way. I think that also leans into listening. Yeah. um, Instead of always telling or talking, really listening and hearing what people have to say and then finding value in those interactions for me have been the most uh, influential leaders in my personal life. Yeah. What about you? Like, what do you feel like stand out to you? Like, do you have leaders or people in roles of that position where you felt like they inhibited your growth or versus like kindness or acceptance or, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, so I just wrote down imposter because I was like, we need, like, we got it. I don't think you can talk about leadership without talking about like imposter syndrome. Oh, and totally. Like, and so I do think that that's in the moments where I felt like, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. It is because like somebody with more authority than me or somebody above me is making me feel like I don't belong here. Yeah. And, you know, I don't really, I don't really remember too many examples from like 
school, like with teachers and such. When I was in my career working for a large organization, the very first the very first role I had was with a boss who had been with the company for I don't know, like 50 years, probably not 50 years, but like a long time. He'd been there for a long time and he ran a tight ship and I had all male peers. Mm-hmm. I was the only female. So I was 22 years old and I looked probably like I was 18. <laughs> like right. I looked really young and just like this tiny little redheaded freckle face girl comes right. in <laughs> with all male peers and a male superior who had all been there for a long time like I came in like they had been with the company for a long time and I was just like fresh out of college right and somebody must have seen that in me like somebody I think my like probably like my district manager probably saw that in me they probably saw like oh she's a force to be reckoned with Mm. but my all the people that I worked with immediately like every day Like they definitely gave me like a very different feeling. I always felt like, I think, I think that's why I maybe have like some frustration against like what I thought a leader was is because I felt like, okay, if I don't keep up with these guys, I'm getting axed. I'm out of here. Yeah. And I had to work really hard. Like I worked long hours. I mean, I, Tim would know, like I would come home like in tears, like exhausted. And like, I just spent... I just gave everything and I just felt like, hey, if I don't, if I can't keep up, if I don't lead like them, I will lose my place at the table. And now that I look back, I think, okay, like my district manager must have like, why did he put me in this building with all of these old guys who were Mm. like super set in their ways? And I wish that somebody would have told me what they saw because I felt like such an imposter I felt like I don't belong here and I have to lose who I am and I have to be like them if I want to stay here. But now that I look back at it, I think, no, I was supposed to be who I was because I was, you know, I was different. I, there was something that I had that they didn't that was valuable to the team. And so I wish that somebody would have told me that instead of making, I mean, how many times I felt like, okay, I'm going to cry. And I'm like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Because like this, I was 22 years old and these men are like in their 40s, 50s. And I'm like sitting at this big table with them and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. I feel like a 12 year old. Yeah. And so that was really, really intimidating. And I definitely felt like an imposter for sure. And I remember like times where like, so we would meet once a month and talk about the performance of the people who reported to us. And I remember like, I felt very differently about the people who reported to us. Like there were people that I felt like, wow, they are amazing, but they would be at like the bottom of other people's list. And I remember just like, I would always have to hype myself up, like going into this meeting, like, okay, Carissa, like just like you can you say this. it, you can say and just like how how I felt like, wow, I I am just so I'm so different. And then I would think, OK, well, then I guess I just must I should try to mold to be like them because look at them. They're successful. They're making more money than sure. I. they've been here for a long yeah. time. And so, yeah, I definitely felt like I definitely felt like an imposter and I felt like I let go of things of who I really was so that I could keep my seat at the table but now like if I had the chance to do again I think I wish I would have leaned into who I was and brought more of the thing that I had that 
is valuable to absolutely you you said that you had thought that like you needed to lead more like them Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I think that you even said that uh in your own writing but I have written down that incur like gives permission to others to be the best version of themselves yeah which takes conversation it takes vulnerability to get to that point and Mm -hmm. so you have this person who hired you Mm -hmm. into that role so obviously there's a belief obviously there's qualifications there's whatever the the parameters were you met them yeah right which goes to show that you were qualified and it's funny that that imposter comes through and I think that everybody experiences that yeah everybody wants to know that they're doing an okay job every everyone needs encouragement and so often it's funny in big corporations like that you put these people in leaderships but then you don't lead them anymore. Like there's like this, okay, well, you've got to like figure it out. And there's much more pressure instead of leaning into the strengths of themselves. I wonder what it would take to have corporations lean more into individuality instead of like a machine or that like producing, like what is somebody producing versus like who is this person? Like sometimes – yeah, that's like an interesting thing. But I feel the, the biggest for me in a leader is giving like giving that permission to others to be themselves. Yeah. Um, that seems to be common in yours as well. Yeah. Well, and you said earlier you feel like when thinking about the topic of leadership, you learn what you want to do different based on like failures. Mm-hmm. And so and you were, I think, discussing like how when you were younger, you felt like, man, people really failed you and they didn't encourage and inspire you. And as I'm looking back on my own experience, I feel like I learned more from like my failure, like how mm-hmm. I failed myself, how yeah. I felt like it was easier for me to let go of who I was and blend in. And now I think, OK, yeah, like it, it, you're right. It's you learn you learn from your mistakes. You learn from the failures. Yeah, for sure. Whether someone else fails you or you fail yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That connection to self is something that I'm learning to bring into the the forefront of everything that I approach, mm-hmm. not just leadership. It's difficult because that sometimes feels out of the norm. And I think that's like where, you know, a lot of what we talked about in our episodes of the masks that we wear is when you feel inadequate, sometimes like I feel like I zip myself up into something and it's so against what I personally would want to do. Yeah. But sometimes it doesn't feel safe to be me. So I'm thinking of you going, walking into this meeting, feeling like you're going to cry, feeling like maybe you're you know the world is all just staring at you and what do you do you zip yourself a little tighter Mm -hmm. you mask up in some ways and I think that that's going to be a dance for the rest of my life is learning to always choose me choose that intuitive side of me speak my truth what's that saying like speak your truth even if your voice shakes yeah and I love that because it's it feels scary like in those moments like when it's hard because it's like oh choose myself or choose 
the collective. It's like, I'm going to go with the collective because I don't want to be ostracized. But I think it's those little moments that make a big difference um, when you lean more into yourself. And I think that comes with time. I don't I don't think I've mastered that at all. Yeah. But okay, that was perfect segue. Shelby, (laughs) just let us right into this. Okay. And you talked about this in your thoughts about a leader, too, about like courage, like being a leader takes courage. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you were asking, you know, how do we change like in larger corporations? Like, how do you change where we're we're valuing individuals and and gifts that individuals are giving more than like an ultimate like production rate or the bottom line or whatever? And I think that can be done. And I think it's done through leadership Mm. and it's done like through us and it's people who have enough courage to like use their voice even if it's shaking right and more that is like more women at the table Mm. like when I think about the people who I've learned these lessons from like I watch them be themselves and lead so courageously I'm like man I have that in me but I didn't use that at the time totally and and it's people like Jenna Kutcher who has a podcast she has an awesome podcast by the way and she talks about you know, leadership in women and like talking about money and talking about like really overcoming a challenge financially or or within a business or company. You know, I think it's people like the Allison show or the Allison party who like she shows up even when she is nervous to show up or even when she like she just is always showing up. I'm like, look at her. Like I see her do it and I think, wow, you're so cool. You're so funny. I love the way you dance. I love what you have to bring. But I have to, I'm seeing her doing it. I'm like, oh, okay, now I can do it. So I Mm. think that the change happens when we all lean into ourselves a little bit more. And it does take courage. But a little bit of courage really can go a long way and make, you know, if I exert a little bit of courage, you exert a little bit of Mm. courage. Like we can make these little shifts and make thriving communities that totally encourage other people to step into themselves and lean into their own strengths instead of being right. threatened well I love that you just said that because I think that like <clears throat> it breeds like vulnerability breeds vulnerability courage breeds <clears throat> courage and like so I think that when we invite more of more of that to the table and you know that also leads me to say like I think that that was a big you mentioned like bringing more women to the table and I actually really agree with that because growing up and and some of those that is changing I think there's a lot in the works but that quote in order to in order to be it you have to see it Mm -hmm. which I I get that like so much of what I was seeking it felt so abstract or mysterious or unknown because I didn't really have examples in my life mm-hmm. of what that looked like. So there yeah, was... Yeah, who was an example of a vulnerable leader? Uh. Yeah, like, <laughs> right? Like, off the top of my head. I'm shooting from a hip here. Uh, like, yeah. I th- we have those examples now. We have mm-hmm. a lot of really amazing examples now. Totally. But I think that there were people like they had to break that barrier and show up vulnerably and use their courage. Absolutely. And I think that when these people in these roles who choose that vulnerability and, you know, if you're in this corporate like this corporation, like and your leader chooses vulnerability, it then gives permission for your Mm -hmm. what is it? Subordinates? Yeah. Is that like? I don't even know. Yeah. Um, But like it gives them. Uh, permission to be vulnerable so I think that it's kind of a it's like a mass reaction 
and it takes a lot of time. But I see more of that now than what I did when I was younger, which is exactly why I'm jumping on the train. I'm like, oh, wait, this speaks truth to me. Like, this feels good to me. Lean into that vulnerability. Show your vulnerable side. um, Choose you. I think when you when you do all of that, you're more sure of yourself. You're more connected to yourself. Therefore, you show up more authentically for others. Mm -hmm. And authenticity goes so much further than a role like role playing. Yeah. Like I think that it's very easy to see through people's armors. And so, yeah, like breeding more vulnerability. I think could change a lot of that. Yeah. Oh, shelves. We've been communicating back and forth and preparing for this conversation. And and you've mentioned a couple times, like, you have some resistance to this topic. Yes. Yeah. It is a big topic. It's, I mean, in one conversation isn't going to, like, touch on all the points. Sure. Which is why, like, we want to interview other people. And, and this will be a series because there's so much to go with it. But that initial resistance, like, what, what are you feeling? Like, when I'm like, mm. hey, Shelby, talk to me about your leadership. Yeah. Like, why is that scary what does that mean to you yeah I think that maybe I I experienced some resistance to this topic um and I didn't realize until Carissa and I were Marco polling one another and I started getting emotional and I think it was right then and there that I realized that leadership is actually (laughs) oh it feels so silly saying um I just think it's truly at the core of my inner being. And and I don't know if that sounds self-righteous, but I feel this pull inside of me to share my truth. And I've I always have. I've I've gotten I've gotten myself into some trouble in my past, but then <laughs> I don't know if it's trouble really. I I don't know if I really have regrets, but I think that I have always had a very strong sense of fairness. I Ooh, am mm-hmm. someone who I don't care what the yeah, I, you don't know, you don't care about the status quo. Like if something's not right, it's not right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and I I I feel very passionately about that. I feel very passionately about standing up for what you would call the underdog like I don't mm-hmm. I just have always felt that way I've gotten I've gotten myself into some trouble teachers had some teachers had a hard time with me because I didn't like their teaching stuff I was like I don't like that you're doing this to so-and-so or like whatever mm-hmm. it was so I think that it's it's kind of emotional for me because leaders leadership feels the core of who I am and mostly it feels scary yeah being a leader feels so scary it feels scary to feel scary to speak up mm-hmm. when nobody else is speaking up yeah it, it feels scary to it feels scary to be young and feel small and to be looking at adults and saying I'm not backing down like mm-hmm. I, I I don't agree with that yeah, like I, I've, I feel, I, I think that I, I just have gotten emotional about this topic a few times because it does feel to the core of who I am. But like, 
it also feels so scary. It feels so scary to go against the grain. It feels scary to want to try to change something. Um, It kind of it puts you in a position that sometimes feels compromising. Like you compromise your own safety and your own comfort that act in itself is scary. And there have been a lot of a lot of times like I don't want to say like, oh, I'm this leader and I have all of this guff or whatever. But I do like these principles and these values like as I was sitting and writing all of those words that I shared is the type of person that I want to be. Mm-hmm. It's it's me. It's mm-hmm. it's my it's my higher self. It's who I want to show up as in the world every single day. It maybe feels scary to be that overwhelming. Person. Yeah, it feels overwhelming. Like, like, like who are you, Shelby, mm-hmm. to say that you are a leader? Oh yeah. Who are you? Yeah, who am I? I I and I would say right back at you, girl. Like And I who am I? <laughs> and I'm here watching you. And you do, you do stand up for the underdog. You do stand up when things are wrong. You do voice your opinion. And I think, who are you? I think you're, you're Shelby. That's who the hell you are. Yeah. And I think, yeah, there, you can't hide that. You can't hide. And when you do try to hide, you know, that, that power and that, that energy inside of you. Yeah. Like that, then it is just like a zipping up and, and then you sit unsettled because Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, well, I'm not being who I want to be. Right. But if I'm going to put myself out there, you are. And and Brene Brown, she talks about that. I think that was like one of the most helpful things I've ever heard. She says it's not if people, you know, give you blowback or whatever. She's like, it's when, mm-hmm. when they do. Yeah. And what's really important is knowing who is giving you guff or like whoever is trying to take, you know, who's ever giving you that feedback. Yeah. Thinking like, okay, are they in the arena with me or are they up in the stands and the nosebleeds? Because if you're up in the nosebleeds telling me that I'm not good enough or that I should sit down. Yeah. Like I don't have room for that feedback. True. But if you're in the arena with me, you know, and I think that's something we've also talked about too. Like when we look at the people who are putting themselves out there yeah they're so not like the people we're running into like oh my gosh they're so kind like they're yeah. so helpful like mm-hmm. they're encouraging other people oh, totally like the people in the arena are helping and supporting other people and the people in the stands who are just throwing in their two cents it's so true ain't got room for that you know what i actually was having a hard time and i was talking to one of my friends about a situation and she said to me don't take advice or don't take criticism from someone that you yeah. wouldn't take advice from. And that that what yeah. you just said reminds me of that. Like if you're not in the arena with me, like if you're not somebody that is going to build me up or put yourself out there. Yeah. Or, sta- or you stand up for something. Absolutely. Like like in when you're in the arena and you're fighting, it's so easy to hear naysayers. You yes. have so many people telling you these things. Booing you from the stands. For sure. Oh, absolutely. You have people rooting against your very success. Success. And like, comfort. Like yes. your, your own happiness and your excitement. And it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts when somebody shares those terrible things. Or maybe they, they like use a scenario of something that you've done in your past and you're Mm. like, shit, I have done that. Yeah. I have said or done these terrible things, but it's like, I've learned. Yeah. I've grown. I don't, I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. Like, and here I am today and I'm standing up against that very thing that I did Mm -hmm. because I learned from that thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, it's hard. It's hard when when you're outspoken, it's easier to be noticed. But I also want to really emphasize that leaders are not the loudest. Mm. Some leaders are. Some leaders are loud. Some people like hype you up. Like I like I Allison. might I might be a, yeah. a loud leader. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like you that. Got like this, you go. <laughs> like keep going. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like somebody that's loud. Somebody that says, uh uh-uh, uh, you don't get to do that. I don't mm-hmm. like what you're doing. But that is not always leadership. Yeah. Like leadership does not equal loud. And so if it's a different style, like that that quiet example, that mm-hmm. person who shows up every single day, like that takes courage as well so I want to just make that known that I think a lot of people in leadership positions like we've kind of mass produced like this extrovert leader and I don't agree with that yeah I um I don't agree with that and so I just want it to be known that it's all sorts of ways and mostly it's that leaning into vulnerability but yeah, like you said, like when when you're in that ring and you feel like you're fighting tooth and nail, somebody in the nosebleed section is saying something. You suck. Yeah, like who who are you to to talk to me? And and I think that it's not giving your energy to that person. Yeah. It's turning away because you're if you're doing that back and forth, you know, like if you're you're battering back and forth with a fan or you know it's yeah. it does nothing for your game it yeah. does nothing for like the right Ooh. here and the right now yeah so it's like yeah keep your eyes focused and and mostly yeah you got to be in tune with you and if it's if it's in tune with you then it doesn't matter what yeah. somebody else thinks honestly yeah. this is a little bit of a hard topic for me because I recognized that this is who I want to be at my core. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is who I want to show up as and it's scary. It's scary showing up as that. It's it's scary when your voice starts shaking and mm-hmm. you want to just be quiet. You just want to be small. You want to go away. You want to get in line, you know? You want to follow. And I validate that. But take a breath. You can be brave. You can do hard things. Yeah. When I tell myself all the time, I in fact one of the things that I do every single day is I wake up and I say, today I want to be brave. And that looks different in a lot of ways. Sometimes that's making the phone call and, you know, saying that apology. Or sometimes it's standing your ground and saying there's a boundary here. Or being brave is how I start my day. Yeah. And that looks different every day. I love so. that so much. You guys, thank you so much for listening with us. Yeah. What we really hope is that you that, that there's a part of this conversation that resonates with you. We are giving you permission to step into your leadership role. Yes. If that's in your field of work, if that's in your home, if that's mm. within your family, if that's yeah. just at the library, like wherever yeah. you're showing up, fo- like follow that drive, follow that energy. You have permission to show up as you mm-hmm. and the world needs the needs of more of you of the the world needs more of you. Yes. Let us know who like who are your lead like who do you guys look Ooh. up to? Like let us know. We want to hear more from you. We love getting your guys' feedback. Um continue this conversation. We really hope that this is just a starter and that you can have these conversations within your own friend circles or in your own families. Yeah. Or if you want to talk to us more about it, clearly we have a lot to say and we would love to chat with you. So Absolutely. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the end. And like this is an ongoing conversation in in 
in my head, I guess, at yeah. least. So let us know your thoughts. Um, and thank you so much for following along with us. We just love you guys. Yeah. Tune in next week for another example of leadership. So excited to share with you guys. Okay. Ciao. Peace out. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.